of Citizen. It is a city for you podcast. Welcome to the new episode. I am happy to share another urban story with you. Listen in and feel free to get back to me through Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, whatever you want with your comments and to share this episode with someone who you think might be inspired by it. All the necessary links and a short teaser are in the description of this episode. The rest you will hear right now. Enjoy! And remember to notice how a city for you will change after you've listened to this story of a city in a day and night modes. Thank you for coming here and for agreeing to have a chat with me about cities and mostly about you. Thank you for inviting us. We're so happy to be here mm. in a city for you. Yes, or for, for us. Yeah. In case, I guess maybe it's better. Yeah, otherwise, it becomes a city for me. It's, it's for you. <laughs> we can share. We can share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, you can tell me a little bit about yourself, and then I'll be asking you questions. My name is Michelle Guzman Olivo. I'm from the Dominican Republic. I've been living here in Sweden for a year. Um, I am an advertising professional and I've been working in marketing or advertising for the past like 10 years. I recently discovered my new passion that is illustration and I don't know, that's me. We have a dog and that's our son. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much about me. My name is Guillermo. And uh, I'm actually her husband. We moved here recently to Stockholm. And uh, before being here, I am actually originally from Venezuela. Before coming here to Stockholm, I lived in the, a couple of places. But eventually, I ended up in Dominican Republic for five years where I met Michelle. I'm a software engineer and also a triathlete. So, yeah, that's a bit about me. Thank you. And I liked how you are helping each other and yeah. giving some <laughs> tips on what to say. I don't know why. I always like forgot like that short bio. Like, tell me something about you. Holy shit. What yeah. am I going to yeah. say? Yeah, I think it's the most difficult question and we're done with it. <laughs> yeah, we've met with you, Michelle, through Creative Mornings. And it's kept my mind that you are actually more marketing than illustration. For me, it was illustration somehow. Let's... Start with the questions, because I feel like I really want to discuss it with you. What is a city for you? I guess for me, a city is like a, a cocktail of things, like a cocktail of, with a little bit of culture, history, people, and you spice everything up when you add like immigrants, people from other places that bring their culture to that place. So it's like a... If I could say something that comes to my mind, it's like a circus. Everyone has a role, everybody, everyone does something and brings something to the table that makes that city, it doesn't matter which one, like a very different place from another that you have been before. So that's a city for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, I have a weird answer to that question, I guess. Like, for me, a city... Uh, physically speaking, is kind of like the infrastructure that allows culture to happen. 
when you have a big city with a lot of infrastructure, then it's no surprise that things move faster and better there. So that's that's kind of like the main idea why some people flock to bigger cities because they believe that there's better opportunities and whatnot or better things to do. I mean, phys- again, physically speaking, I, I believe that's a city for me, kind of like a place where culture happens and community gathers and then you get the chance to meet other people and so on. And also, that's kind of like a very personal thing because you can be in the best city in the world, but if you if you actually don't interact with people, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's that's a city for for me. Cool. Yeah, interesting how it's for both of you. It seems like it's about people and interaction mm-hmm. between them, but you are looking at it more in terms of it being infra- infrastructure allowing for it to happen. And Michelle, for you, it is the people, it is the circus. And yeah. I guess it's just a different way of looking at it. You will find that a lot in our dynamics. <laughs> so. You think something opposite? or Yeah, opposites and, and a lot of... Complementary. A lot of... Yeah, complementary visions, kind of like... And a lot of Guille uh, seeing the very logical side of things. And I will see like very emotional side of things. Yeah, that's that's true. Like there's, uh, she has this typical, you know, stereotype of the creative mind. And oh. the, yeah, that, 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 those are us. It, like if you could spill it a brain in two people, that, that's, we, we come out, out of that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy I can talk to both sides of the brain. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go a little bit deeper to talk about different cities you've you've lived in now. I lived like for 30 years of my life, so since the beginning of my life, in the Dominican Republic. That's uh, half an island in the middle of the Caribbean, so it's very different from where I live now, that is Stockholm, Sweden. That's it for me. Those two places, those sides, different sides of the spectrum have been my home in two different moments in my life. Cities. So Caracas, that would be the first one where I was born and raised. Quite funny thing about Caracas is that it was built on a moment where Venezuela had a lot of money and a lot of stability. So the city itself is beautiful and it's really, really big. You could see the start of the infrastructure that allowed a city of millions to live and be interactive. Like it, it was a very nice city with nice surroundings and also quite interesting because the city on itself, like the difference with at least Stockholm is that it is a city within a valley. So everything is surrounded by mountains. So mm-hmm. it's pretty tough if you want to walk because everything needs a freaking hill and and the thing is quite common for most cities in latin america well not really but at least it's quite common in in those type of cities that you do have public transportation but the actual topology of the city it makes it really hard to have like long flat roads so mm-hmm. 
in order for you to build um like it's almost impossible to have a metro or a subway uh system that can actually reach the f- all places mm. because it, it's impossible you need to do a, a bunch of crazy stuff within the mountains so what it ends up happening is that you have a lot of bosses and whatnot but all that that i'm saying is sadly the beautiful part of caracas which Honestly, it's like 30 years ago. Like Caracas now is by no means that. Also, so that's why I kind of started looking to go somewhere else. And aside from Caracas, a couple of cities that I lived, one is Grenoble, France. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely sure that I'm butchering the pronunciation there. But <laughs> I, I, I went to France not to learn French. That city, the difference is that it's a really small satellite city. Basically, it has, I believe it was only two or three tram lines. That was about it. But the beautiful side of the city, again, is that typical European city next to an Alp. So it was very beautiful to look at uh, nature. At, at least in winter, you could see the snow caps and whatnot. So it was really, really nice. And uh, afterwards, I, as I said, I moved to Santo Domingo where I met Michelle and I fell in love both of her and also Santo Domingo itself and and Dominican Republic. And to be fair, the city is not as beautiful. Going back to my previous answer, the infrastructure is not that great, but the people is what Mm -hmm. make it it really, really awesome, a really interesting city to be in. And yeah, afterwards, Stockholm, and that's where... I don't know, at least for, I'm going to talk personally, but I think that we can agree on that the infrastructure is so awesome that it allows us to make or do whatever we want. Yeah, the the city is really well planned. So, yeah, at least that's our impression. Speaking of that, do you remember the time when I told you, I'm not afraid to learn how to ride a bike here. I learned this year mm-hmm. because I don't have all the fears that come to learn with learning to ride a bike in the Dominican Republic. Like mm-hmm. I will get mugged or some will, some car will hit me because mm-hmm. we don't have like bike roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only have like one, one and it's like... 300, 300 or 500 meters. Exactly. That's, that's, it's that's, only like... That's a, it. <laughs> a little piece of the street in a very specific place in the city and i really think that infrastructure makes you as a citizen feel more confident to do things to go to places (laughs) at least as that was my experience in stockholm that that i can see like i didn't have this in the dominican republic but here is it's there I can use it and I don't feel the fear of something happening to me because everything has been taken care of for me mm-hmm. also something to add I don't know if if that's gonna be part of the questions next but <laughs> I'm just gonna add it like <laughs> it's quite funny that f- at least for us uh, or people from Latin America when they usually go and travel one of the things that they enjoy the most is looking at the gap from the city that they are visiting compared to the city that they were in. Mm -hmm. So things like the subway works or, oh, I could move everywhere with public transportation or look at the bike roads. It's like just for the sake of looking of of how well the city is planned is actually an enjoyment, which Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny because 
then you have people here from Europe going from one country to the other and probably they don't even care. They don't notice mm. like it's it's more of the same. Mm. And they actually enjoy going back to, let's say, Santo Domingo, Caracas, and, and they enjoy the chaos. <laughs> I, I, I have a friend that he actually enjoys that. He enjoys looking at the chaos and yeah. And and, and by the way, we, we have uh, both in Caracas and, and Santo Domingo we have in, in Santo Domingo it's called Moto Concho. Mm. In Venezuela it's called Moto Taxi, which is exactly how it's how it sounds. It's it's a taxi, but it's on a scooter. So scooter. Yeah, like like a motorcycle. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, but a motorcycle, I mean that's that's why I chose to say a scooter, because a motorcycle tends to look like a really good and safe bike mm, yeah. that, that, that's not the case it's, it's not like a Harley it's something dangerous with a engine inside and uh, yeah so and that, that friend he's from Romania and he quite loved doing that you know like yes sitting in the taxi, uh, passing all the red lights and all the commotion and I'm like dude you're risking your life why are you doing that mm. yeah let's build this gap yeah, it's about it's all about the gap. It's uh, it's all about appreciating like the difference or something new. And now I really I'm very much curious about <laughs> all these things you mentioned with the scooter and mm -hmm. with the valley thing and yeah. <laughs> and with one motor or cycling lane. <laughs> also it seems like for each other you took the people side of it and then just placed it in Sweden. You, you took people from the place where you would prefer people. Mm -hmm. You took each other and then you dropped it in the nice location. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice, nicely solved. <laughs> Next question. I'll be focusing more on you. So it's an upside down question. What are you for the city? I think I can say uh, I should be for this city and from the Dominican Republic. Like... A very curious person. I'm really. I feel really curious about the story of, of people. Mm -hmm. Every single character in the city, uh, like in the Dominican Republic, we have like a lot of very specific characters. Like we have the person that cleans your windows in the in the light when you're driving, and it will draw like little hearts with the soap in your window. But it's a kid, or mm -hmm. it can be a very old man. Uh, we have like the lady that's selling like fruits in mm -hmm. the street. So mm -hmm. I guess I will be the curious person that will ask to those people who you are, what's uh -huh. your name, what you do, why are you here, what do you think about what's happening. So mm -hmm. I think that I that that's that's who I am for, <laughs> for this city. Like a very curious person. Mm -hmm. Yours sounds so insightful and mine so simple. <laughs> but anyway, I I I think uh, by accident I am for the city the crazy guy that usually just trains all every day, like running, cycling, or whatever. Like I can see weird looks uh, of people when when, for instance, um, when I have to do like a bicycle and then go in a run, I usually wear something really silly. It's kind of like a unitard. <laughs> so people just look at me like, why are you doing this? Uh, 
So I think that for the city, or at least uh, close where we live in Solna, it's pretty much um, just the random guy that always go running or whatever. Either that or the same guy that goes and walks the dog like four times a day. So yeah, he's the guy with the beard and the small white dog. Like, yeah, that that's who I am for the city, I guess, <laughs> sadly. I guess you're someone that enjoys the infrastructure a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I remember when Guille goes for a run after cycling at home. Uh -huh. uh, he, when he sweats, you can see the salt in his face uh -huh. and in his clothes. So sometimes you can see people like, what's happening to this guy with all this salt in his face? Yeah. yeah. But I guess that's, that's one of the things that happen when, you, when you're training. Yeah. Like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, and... and And so also what I am for the city, I guess that um, just a regular guy trying to be a, a, a good citizen while doing this random silly thing. So that's that's who, who I am, I guess. No, exactly. And I, I like how you distilled your personality to these utilitarian <laughs> things. Like I do go, I walk the dog and then I do the running and then I do this. You are also kind of um, the person who would raise the curiosity of someone like you, Michelle. Mm. Like, hmm, why this dog? Why this salt? Why the... <laughs> yeah, so it, again, it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the people watching, who is this person? What does he, what he yeah. does for a living? Yeah. Why he, he's, he's like walking a dog at 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think we're all, we have these different sides of us. And it's just what we decide to pick up and discuss. Because in different points in life, I'm sure you are different people, different things. You kind of have different, not personalities, but different ways to show yourselves to the city. That's true. A year ago, I, I wouldn't imagine. I think we, both of us, wouldn't imagine like to be the person that we are today here in Sweden. Because the city... It's different, and the, mm -hmm. the, the people, the culture is different. In the DR, I will ask people, what's your name? What do you do for a living, like in the streets, and why are you here? I remember once we, go, we went to have breakfast in a supermarket that we have there, and a guy, he came to our table and said, I have half an avocado today, and I want to give it to you. Have a nice breakfast. And I, I cannot imagine that happening here in no. Stockholm by no means. No. no, but she is the kind of person that... So we, we are getting into the supermarket. She is the favorite girl from a guy that always stands outside of the supermarket, like waiting for someone to, you know, help him out. So every time that he sees Michelle, he smiles because... Michelle makes sure to every time that she sees him, either she gives her gives him a loaf of bread or water or whatever. So yeah, that's it, that's it. Reminds it. me like a grandpa, you know. <laughs> and he shouldn't be the person that is there waiting for someone to do something for him. He maybe doesn't have a family here. I don't know. And then I think like I'm doing that for a grandpa, for my grandpa or something like that. So. Yeah, but oh. that's that's the funny thing. It's 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 never money. It's mm. always something like bread or 
a really cold sparkling water because the guy must be, you know, like it's warm outside. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, in the DR, uh, you we have a, like a saying in my family that you don't give money to the people uh, that's asking for money in the streets because what happens there is that you give them money but they are like working for someone and they will mm -hmm. gather all the money and give it to that person mm -hmm. and then they will have like pennies. So you can be actually helping them. You will give them like clothes or, fo or food or something mm -hmm. like that. Not money, never money. I don't know how it is here, but I heard the same thing in Russia. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think there's a logic in that. And emotionally, you just feel like you want to do that instead. Yeah, I feel like it's it has more meaning yeah. because you you you're thinking what this person could mm. need. Mm. You get more invested in the in the mm -hmm. action. Mm -hmm. But here I wouldn't do I wouldn't speak to people and ask them why are you do what are you doing here? Like in yeah, in try. I'm trying. You okay, okay. <laughs> I can see. Okay. But one time in like in Christmas In DR, you say Merry Christmas all the time, like Feliz Navidad, Feliz uh -huh. Navidad. Actually, you answer the phone saying Feliz Navidad. Uh -huh. And I remember we go to the same supermarket weekly, every week, the same day, at the same time. And we usually have the same cashier. Hey, 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 hey. And I remember in Christmas, could you? <laughs> no one answered the the good you and I was like, yeah, I think that I can take it. I I need to take it down a notch here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can feel that. I can relate to that. Then, but also it's the maybe they felt like oh it's so nice that you said it, but they felt awkward to reply or whatever. I don't know. Or, but I think they they feel awkward. To yeah. reply, it's not that they are bad people. I don't think oh, they're no. bad people. I think they're just, they're only like so surprised. Oh, she said something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, but no, I think you should carry on. I mean, keep saying that. I feel like it's good. And then maybe in a few years you keep coming, and then at some point someone will reply, and it will warm your heart. I will try that then. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Gigi. <laughs> but in the next question, we'll go to the night time. Mm -hmm. which is starting to happen now in Sweden with sun going down a little bit earlier than in June, July. How does artificial lighting affect you when you walk in the city, in the streets at night? Mm -hmm. I think we, we have spoken about this. Uh -huh. Like in, in WhatsApp, I remember yeah, yeah, you yeah. sending me a picture. For, for me, lighting, artificial lighting at mm -hmm. night means safety. Like, that's the cassette that I have in my head from the Dominican Republic, because if you have a place that is dark, you shouldn't be there because something's gonna, going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be that you're going to get mocked or that you're going, to, you're going to get raped or something like that, or something horrible is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Actually, we have like a saying, we, when we're kids, we're usually afraid of el cuco. El Cuco is this character that lives in the dark, uh -huh. and every single kid is afraid of El Cuco. There is actually a name. Uh, so, I don't know if you saw a movie, Jack Frost is the name of the movie. It's, it's kind of like based in several Christmas characters, 
and it has like the Sandman, uh, Jack Frost, and there's like Santa Claus, and one like the 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 villain of the actual movie is the cuckoo. It's like darkness. It's it's this character that is related to, uh, it's the boogeyman. Have you? No, no, no either. No, okay, so but someone will. <laughs> no, but but in English, I believe it's called the boogeyman. It's a translation of the cuckoo. But carry on. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain what the yeah. cuckoo was. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's it's safety. Actually, last night I was. I was I was cycling back home at 10 p.m. at night. Mm -hmm. There was no sun. It was dark-ish, and I remember that I was I, I didn't felt afraid because it was all light. The, 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 there was light everywhere. The whole road to to my house, mm -hmm. and then it was like what 10 minutes, five minutes, mm -hmm. and I had to cross like a little tunnel, and I was so scared of that tunnel before even hopping onto onto the bike because what I thought is it will be dark just like it is back home. Every mm -hmm. single tunnel is like fully dark and mm -hmm. it will people will live down that tunnel, mm -hmm. uh, under that tunnel and it will be oh my God. And then when I get to the tunnel it's fully lighted. It's it's mm -hmm. everything is so bright and I was like, oh my God, I feel so relieved. Uh, but uh, it, it, that's what lighting is for me. Like at night, it's it's like synonym of safety. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I when I got here, when we got here, mm -hmm. and it was our first uh, winter together here. I remember having that same impression. Like, yeah, it's all dark. Again, coming back to the crazy guy running. I had to keep going running. So uh, at 3 p.m., 4 p.m., it was already dark. But it, I was so amazed how it was all lighted everywhere. So even because where, where I run shouldn't be, uh, there shouldn't be lighting posts because it's, it's mostly like a natural reserve. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it was quite impressive to me to, to see that they actually take that into consideration so mm -hmm. that's for me also to to say that yeah safety like light normally means safety and then because it, because it's safe it enables me to go out and do what i whatever i needed to do like mm -hmm. running which is not really commuting to work so mm -hmm. that's that's why i'm i'm, I'm taking that uh, into consideration like mm -hmm. it really allows me to keep living my life it's not mm -hmm. the bare minimum but rather something mm -hmm. that actually enhances the the thing so it, that's that's quite nice but aside aside from safety i, I just want to go a little uh, take a little detour into because when you said artificial lighting also i think that lighting on itself plays a really interesting role into playing a different scene depending on the lighting that you have mm -hmm. so for instance i remember uh, a couple well, yeah a couple of times that i went to paris that it felt completely different than city during the day rather than during the night mm -hmm. and it it wasn't about safety with lighting like these lights weren't about safety it was more about beauty mm -hmm. and it's and again, it's different from, let's say, um, Times Square, 
that light, that type of lighting is to evoke a different sensation. So mm -hmm. that's also a nice touch that I think that lighting has in a city that it can actually transmit whatever feeling they want you to get out of, depending on colors, frequency, and whatnot. So, like in winter, I can remember us like walking down the street and seeing all the lighting that people had in their windows mm -hmm. and for me it was very moving to understand that that type of tradition is because you will put lights on your window so you can light up the street for people walking mm -hmm. on the street and I remember us seeing that in, in Rosunda Vegan, and mm -hmm. now I'm butchering this too, <laughs> this pronunciation, mm -hmm. but it looks really beautiful, like peach black, 4 p.m., 5 p.m., and you get to see like what other people did for you, lighting something so you can find it beautiful from the street. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to share something really funny about us that when we when we <laughs> when we started to move in together and whatnot we that that's still it's a matter of uh which is the color of the light bulbs that we oh, get yes. because Ooh. she kind of mm -hmm. enjoys cold lighting so uh mm -hmm. wider mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. spe spectrum or mm -hmm. range mm -hmm. and i actually enjoy warmer uh, yeah yeah it, it, I, Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but it do, that's that's what it happens. So mm -hmm. now that she's saying that, I remember I found myself often during winter trying to put at least or mimic the sun with the warm light, uh, even if it was a little bit dimmed, because I I felt that, and and again, it's it's purely artificial feeling that but in any case i felt that there was a little bit more warmth in the ambience because I, there, there is something mimicking the sun rather than having you know like a, a regular white light mm -hmm. so it feels like i don't know like a hospital my turn now. Yeah. Uh, i guess that i don't know if it's if it's my eyes but when i see this yellow orangey light i don't see i don't see the i don't see it mimicking the sun because the sun for me at least here in sweden it's more like yellowy white like in the dr and and this that's something that was very shocking for me when i get when i got here here i see the light more bluish everything mm. feels more bluish not only artificial light but mm. the sun Mm -hmm. And back in, in the Caribbean, it looks really yellowy, orangey. I don't know. It, it looks like that in the ambience, like the colors. And the, the and I don't know if it's my eyes, but when I'm here, I'm trying to mimic the sun and I don't see it like orangey or something like that or yellow. Ha, have you ever heard about the mantis shrimp? No. Okay, so it's it's like a, it's, it's a very interesting creature. It's like a lobster. Yeah, it's it's it just just Google it. It's like a lobster. It lives underwater. But the the funny thing is that I often tell Michelle that she is that mantis shrimp. It's not a mantis. It's not a shrimp. It's kind of like a lobster. But the thing is, like that little animal has um, its eyes. It's able to see twenty different colors. So our colors pick up uh, our eyes pick up three, and then they do whatever math 
to mm -hmm. represent the but then they have 20 different receptors mm -hmm. so when she when she was telling me that story about the sun being bluish i'm like yeah you know you're the mantra shrimp you you can see colors where they're not i'm, I'm but, basic but actually it's because of the uv charge that the light that the light has up here versus down there and that's why you see it yellowy or bluish or something like that. I think it is. It, it is. It is different. And there is a whole yeah, physics behind it. I'm a dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we also have different people have different sensitivity to that. So that's fair. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe here why it appears more white is just because it's mostly cloudy and then you don't see the direct sunlight, but mm -hmm. you see the skylight. So it just reflects off the clouds or mm -hmm. the sky, mm -hmm. the atmosphere and just comes down to you diffused and in a different color to what the sun gives us. Hmm. So yeah, and then it's probably what you were trying to mimic is more the sun setting color yeah. instead of just the sunlight. But hmm. that was very interesting to hear you talking about that. It's like, wow, and I like how you were talking about this from a personal perspective, not the science thing, but actually what you feel. Describe to me your idealized day in your ideal city. My idealized day will be like, I'm not a morning person, so I will wake up like 9 a.m. And the sun goes up at 8, not at 4 a.m. or something like that. It will be like cloudy, not, not fully sun. I think I, I will have my coffee and it will be like a really relaxed day. I think I, I wouldn't work. I will start like illustrating or painting something or doing something crafty after breakfast. And then, I don't know, like have a really, really nice lunch outside. Enjoying outside also like in a garden or something in the afternoon. That's how I want all my days to be. <laughs> For me, ideal day. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound weird coming from me, but uh, I guess any day would be... Uh, a good day like uh either working training or whatever but the important thing that, that and this is really important uh one day that i i don't mind much about the clouds but i do want the sun to be there shine so basically what i'm trying to look at is having around 15 to 18 degrees celsius mats so it's a little bit chilly mm -hmm. But then when you stand in the sun, you actually actually feel a little bit of warmth. That's mm. the perfect feeling for me. Like mm. it's cold, you need a hoodie. Mm. But then <laughs> if you stand in the sun, you can actually feel it on your face. That's perfect. So also kind of like winter days when it's really sunny outside, those are amazing for me because it's cold, but you feel the sun and that's nice. I used to do that in, when it was a sunny day in winter or in fall. We will go to the sun and be like, Wally, like, mm, yeah. taking sun here. <laughs> Charging our batteries. Yeah, not very common here. I mean, I think last year in December, it was four hours of sun yeah. during yeah. the month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Describe me your idealized night in your ideal city. My ideal city for night will be Stockholm, and it will be a winter night, actually. Mm -hmm. I really like winter nights here. 
when when we have snow mm-hmm. really nice to have like all the light reflected in the snow and you can have like candles and lights in your house that it's very like you can get a very cozy vibe from your house that type of night that is very long and very cozy and you can mm-hmm. get to enjoy things like having a fire or something like that for me an ideal night would be it's more about going out and having like a dinner like a very special dinner with you and then like before getting some drinks or whatever and then a pastry so kind of like the whole experience yeah i like food <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing but yeah it's all about being able to string things together that's what would make it that really nice night to me and kind of also unexpected so mm-hmm. you just go out let's say uh, we go to the city center and then while we are going we decide what to do and and again kind of like wrapping everything together then it's very nice when you can trust that you are going to a place where everything works and mm-hmm. you are going to be able to find a nice restaurant the people inside are going to be happy or whatever mm-hmm. or they are in a good mood so when you are able to be on a safe place when you can actually string together a, i don't know like five six hour night together having a great experience yeah that's that's a good night for me thank you for explaining that to me and i actually look forward to the long wind long nights because before <laughs> the, oh no now the winter is coming back but after hearing that yeah i can actually have some time to lit my candle at least because yeah. now I feel like there's no point in this candle I'm going to bed now exactly <laughs> but that's something that we we started doing like here in in Sweden because back home we have like always we have the same the same weather all day mm-hmm. all year long mm-hmm. we have the same amount of sun the the whole year mm-hmm. and here was like well we It's dark here, so yeah. we need to light some candles and start feeling this cozy vibe. We actually, we don't have like a chimney and we will put that in YouTube on, on the TV. Like, yeah. let's see it and listen to the, the, the fire cracking the wood and stuff. Here, candles are actually, you know, are a thing. There is a mm. culture, you, you, you mm. light it and you, you can see the, mm-hmm. at least, I don't know in the yard, but back home in Venezuela, candles are for praying or when the lights go out and there is a malfunction in the electricity company that's it <laughs> so yeah. the, those are the same two reasons why my mom bites buys candles back home mm, but i think yeah it's from from my memory it was the same when i was living in moscow like yeah, oh electricity is off once a year maybe let's put some candles <laughs> yeah. yeah we still have cool. electricity off in the dr like frequently Mm-hmm. That, so, that's something yeah. that happens uh-huh. and people people have like a way to generate electricity for those moments like an inverter or a mm-hmm. how do i say no planta electrica a generator a generator mm-hmm. yeah people still have like handles just in case yeah i really enjoyed this conversation i feel like You can sh- you can have a show together. I mean, you, you are just I could leave you here talking and leave, and it would I mean it would be amazing. So yeah, you should. Thank just, you. Just know that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we'll think about it. Yeah. Well, I think we will need you to ask you questions. Ah, ask I, can, questions. I can be there for you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.
if you want to get in touch, just search for a city for you. Maybe you've already found it.